Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. Kaylin, do you have our opening spot for us? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Can, can I do it? <laughs> Please do. Please do. Kaylin Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. O'Kellen. <laughs> P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program, yeah, is sponsored, sponsored, sponsored by in, by P for P Muscle. Yeah, that good old supplementation stuff. And if you are a drug-free athlete and looking for a solid foundation to stand on, maybe drive it like a truck, like what this? <laughs> like a truck through that. <laughs> Like a math truck through high scream. I knew I was not quite right. I knew I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> like a taxidermist through a field house of chickens. Yeah. What the heck was that? <laughs> Keep rolling. Okay. I will. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with Amanda. What's up, Desiree? It is Desiree. And we are going to keep motoring because we've got a fantastic guest on the line calling from overseas, and we want to get on with the getting on. We've got Ken Ross with us who, you know, I feel like we are like kindred brothers and sisters and brothers here because Ken also does live interviews with natural bodybuilders, except in Australia. How fantastic is that? And he is also a natural pro bodybuilder. So, Ken, will you please do us the honors of uh, giving us a little broader introduction of yourself for our listeners? For sure. Thanks, uh, Desiree and Carolyn, for having me on the show tonight. It's exciting. Um, it is night time, Thursday mm-hmm. in the USA. It's actually Friday morning here in Australia. It's 10 a.m. Well, a little after 10. All right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. Um, a bit of my background. Um, been bodybuilding for 34 years. Uh, natural bodybuilding, of course. Um, am a big part of the INBA, PNBA global scene worldwide. Um and as you did mention, I currently host Global Fitness Radio, which is based in Australia. But, yeah, I do call uh, people in the natural bodybuilding world all over the world. We do that on a weekly basis usually. Um, I have a few other roles. Um, I'm the INBA. So INBA for our viewers is International Natural Bodybuilding Association. So I'm the INBA Global Victoria Director and Victoria is one of our states here in Australia. Um, also, the INBA Australia team captain, uh, INBA Hall of Fame inductee, and I've actually competed in 109 INBA global shows. Oh my! Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. That must be close to a world record. I think. <laughs> I'm thinking so. Uh, Ken, quick question, because, you know, yeah. that, it's, it's nice to know that the family is the size it is when I talk about the natural community. But I noticed yeah. that a lot of times when you're doing the international travel, there's a lot more uh, hunger for the knowledge of natural bodybuilding overseas than it seems to be in the United States. Can you uh, speak on that with uh, the travel that you do and also, you know, just what you deal with at home? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, natural bodybuilding is very, very big in Australia. Um, as we know, on a global scale, probably uh, IFBB is probably the largest, and as we know, that's a non-tested federation. But uh, IMBA Global is the largest natural federation in the world, and it's quite natural bodybuilding is quite big in Australia, um, and it is expanding around the world. So I'm heading to... Greece in June for the IMBA PNBA World Championships. Um, that'll be my sixth World Championships. Um, 
and natural bodybuilding is huge in Europe. And the interesting part about the Europeans is they all pull together very well, the respective presidents of each country there for natural bodybuilding and INBA. They all pull together um, and they all work together quite well and support each other in their events. So it's growing rapidly. Um, Other strongholds which are emerging for INBA are Asia and in particular India. India has come on board last year with INBA Global. Yeah, it's great. So... To support those guys, I'm going to head there on the 20th of July to Bangalore uh, to compete in their INBA Asia Pacific Championships. So a bit of support there for those guys, and that'll be an adventure for me. First time in India, so that's exciting. Um, And, of course, the States. It's huge in the States. Um, And it's, as you know, it's... They're across every state in the U.S. pretty much. I think they have 50 to 60 shows every year uh, for IMBA, PMBA Global. Um, But other areas which are emerging are South Africa. um, And as I said, Asia, uh, Taiwan's emerging, which is good. Our uh, international Asian president for IMBA, PMBA is based in Taiwan. So he's got that movement happening there. But yeah, it's, it's quite a large global expansion. And I like to... I do like to support, I'm very conscious of the global issue or the big picture. Um, sometimes we can all get a little bit um, bedded down with our home country. We, we know about our home country, so it's great to expand. So I like to promote the Europeans and, and the US um, natural uh, competitors in IMBA, PMBA Global, and you know, other places that need assistance in promotion, such as Africa, Um, India, and parts of Asia, of course. Well, and I think that's, I mean, it's fantastic, and it's one of the reasons why we are so excited to have you and other international athletes on the show that we've been working (laughs) to get on the show, despite the difficulties with getting um, everyone connected. So I appreciate you still being on, even though we didn't get our Skype connection to work. So if you need to jump off sooner than expected, no worries. Just please let us know. But really, all of the countries that you have just shared that are you know, expanding their natural bodybuilding effort. That is phenomenal. And I just love the fact that you are helping to promote those countries and educate them about natural bodybuilding, but also educating the rest of us about what's going on in those areas. So I think that is fantastic. Um, I have a question about, so in, you said India, it started. Did I have that yeah. right? It's really starting to expand there, and you're headed there. I'm curious on the female front. Are there, um, a, you know, a lot of females interested in the sport in that area, or is it still mostly just a male-focused sport in that country? Without specifically knowing the numbers, Desiree, just only from looking at what I see on social media and pictures, etc. It appears to be heavily male-dominated, um, mm-hmm. which is which doesn't surprise me and probably doesn't surprise you from the you know from your question. No. So um, yeah. I'm sure that'll expand, um, and and more of the ladies will become involved there. I think, and I, I'm just you know guessing here. I guess that that in India, uh, most of the bodybuilding is not natural. Um, mm, true. Okay. These guys are really trying. These guys are really trying to make a stand. Um, against that sort of thing, and um, yeah, run the natural federation. So, all right, very good to know. And then this next question is one that our listeners are always going to want to know. And um, how did you get started in the sport of natural bodybuilding? I mean, you've actually been around a long time. You're very seasoned. You probably are one of the most traveled athletes we've ever had on the show, if not the most traveled athlete we've ever had on the show. So how did you get started and just grow to the point where you are today? Well, and just a little bit of a novelty before I I jump into the the story. Um, I actually have the flag of every country I've competed in with IMBA Global tattooed on my back. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so it's up to 10 flags now. So I even preempted going to Greece and Italy this year, and I had those tattooed on 
I back at the conclusion of the natural Olympia last year. So it's a bit of a, if it's on my back, I've got to go. So yeah, that's pretty <laughs> is cool. Is there a picture of that somewhere <laughs> that we can see? We got to post that for our listeners. There is. <laughs> there is. I will. I'll, um, I'll send that to you. I do have a picture of that. Yes. I'll find it for you and send it Fantastic. to you. Um, Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So, so I sort of like started, I started training when I was 18, 34 years ago. And, um, I I didn't compete until I was 40. That was my first show. I was actually a master when I first competed. Yeah, my first ever show. So that was 2007. Um, I just needed to make some changes in my life um, and remove negative aspects out of my life, which I did. Um, you know, it was tough at the start and it, like, like most changes, but um, I did that and I just, I started from there. I was actually extremely... Overweight. I'd already trained, but I let myself go uh, physically, I guess. And I got up to around um, 240 pounds. And then within about uh, probably in about two, within two years, I took 100 pounds off. Um, and I came down to compete at around you know i guess i was around 150 by the time i got on stage um so that was a huge journey for me to to actually achieve that i knew i could always do it um i'm actually in the process of doing it again i was probably on the February, February the 18th this year, I was a hundred. I was 215 pounds, and now I'm sitting on right. uh, 175. So I'm coming down rapidly, uh, which I can do. Um, but yeah, the journey, the journey for me was important. And and people say to me, why do you do this? And I say, well, it's it's very important for me to to prove that I can do something, that I am good at something. And I actually train a lot of competitors. Uh, or have over the years and still do. And I say to them, I say, you know, there's got to be something wrong with you to do what we do. And they go, what are you talking about? So, well, you know, everybody's got a reason. Everybody's got a reason. And usually um, most of us do it for salvation or uh, repair or repentance or something. Or it's just, it's become a way of life. And I know the gym for me actually saved my life in essence. Um, and most people do it for a reason. You can't be normal to do this. You've got to be something. Something's got to be wrong with you, and you've got to be a little bit strange, a little bit quirky, and a little bit crazy, I think, to do what we do. You bet. Yeah. I agree to that. I'll definitely agree to that. Now, when, when you're in yeah. uh, much respect for you uh, doing the transition from kilos to uh, to pounds, thanks. Uh, but also, yeah. uh, I'm I'm just appreciating everything you're saying, but I got one from Carol and she says, you guys cannot bypass the elephant in the room. And she's talking about uh, the Ironman magazine to basically get the yep. word out about natural athletes even more. Uh, when you yep. found out about that information, you know, what did that do for natural bodybuilding in your area? And what did that do for you in general as a person and competitor? Well, that was extremely exciting because as we, like you and I and Desiree and probably millions of other people in the world, we always had Ironman magazines. I still have them all in boxes uh, sitting in the roof of my house, um, all the old editions. And that was the go-to magazine back in the day, and, and I guess it still is today. Um, but when uh, Jenny Kakos, the world president for IMBA, PNBA Global, purchased that magazine along with Mr. Doug Grant from Gains in Bulk, um, that was insane. That was crazy stuff. And I happened to be actually be in California with uh, Danny at the time when it was actually going down, so to speak. Um, and it was very exciting. Um, and I don't think people realised Danny and Doug always knew how big it was going to be and how much of a big deal it is. But I don't think the rest of the world actually knew. Now, uh, I know they've sold out all their, their first run of hard copies in the U.S., 
Um, and what it meant for me, it was exciting for me because they asked me to write an article for it uh, on our wheelchair athlete, Lawrence Mendoza, who competed at the Natural Olympia last year. And he's a fine young man, so we did an interview for Lawrence, and that ended up making, well, didn't end up on the cutting room floor, but it made the publication, which was fantastic. Um, so it was super important for me to, you know, to have a bit of a presence in the first edition of Ironman magazine, and um, it's a great, yeah, it was fantastic. It's a great promotional tool because we, um, as I said earlier, I'm the director for IMBA Global Victoria, and we ran our first show on the 6th of April this year, the IMBA Global Melbourne Classic, and one of our heavy promotional tools was that. Um, the overall winners would feature in Ironman magazine. So that, that bought us a lot of business. So in a business sense, it was a great move for IMBA Global at the top all the way down to the little guys like myself. Oh, I mean, wow. and we're seeing... It's exciting to hear right. that this, it seems like a small thing, but it's really not a small thing, and it's having, like, repercussions around the world because you're seeing also promoters on this end really grabbing hold of Ironman magazine and you know and it's exciting to the competitors that people from Ironman are going to be at the show and they're going to be featuring the winners of those shows and to see the same reaction happening overseas that's just really it's a big thing (laughs) I mean it doesn't seem like it would be but I mean these are like ripple effects through the ocean around the world and it's all centered around you know one publication and who knew that it would really have I mean maybe you guys knew but it didn't really dawn on me how big it was going to be until I'm starting to see the reactions that are coming through yeah yeah 100% I thought it would be big but not this big It's, it's actually it's fantastic and it can only get bigger it's not going to go backwards. So <clears throat> exciting times ahead. Well, now, here's no the thing, and I, I think this is what, what's the biggest part for natural bodybuilding is because we're so used to being underground that it became yeah. a, a spark and more like a fireworks when they thought I could be on the cover of a magazine. This hobby that we're so impassioned about suddenly become something bigger because it's something that was basically either on the back burner with prep and family or, you know, you're all in getting ready for a a local show and basically you go back to being anonymous. And now with the understanding, it can be even bigger than that. So, I mean, when Denny said dream bigger, uh, he he really put that, uh, put that into play with this. Because now people have an understanding or a, uh, a focus that they didn't normally have when getting ready for a prep or a competition or a show. So, you know, like I, I can harken back to when we had Larry Montgomery on there, and he said one of the biggest driving factors for him this year was to make the covers on the magazine. So that's, that's, that's really big when you have athletes that can expand their, their, their reason for prep because, you know, we all have motivators. And that's something that's a nice little, uh, nice little thing to have in your side pocket is a, a magazine cover. So I, I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out. And uh, what do you think about that, Des? No, I'm right with you. I am right with you. So we'll all be watching with bated breath to see how this goes. I'm going to flip the switch on us a little bit, and I'm going to take us around to Ken's radio show. Um, I am interested in understanding what are some of the most popular topics that seem to come around from your listeners that tune into your show. What is it that they're wanting to hear about? And, um, you know, what are some of the more interesting interviews that you've had? Yeah, I I really try to make it an international flavor, Um, even though it's based well, the station's based in Canberra, Australia, which is our capital. It's only a small city. Um, I really try to make it an international flavour. So every week I try to get at least one or two or sometimes three guests from different parts of the world. Um, and primarily it's um, their IMBA, PMBA global representatives. So it could be uh, the European president. Um, it could be um, the IMBA global vice president. 
uh, etc. Sometimes I will will have in in guest uh, in house studio guests, and they can be from any walks of life because it is about uh, global fitness. And you know, I've had triathlete directors in there, and and guys from swimming and uh, national swimming and all sorts of stuff like that. But probably the most interesting ones are the. Just and, and it's interesting to me because it's different. So it's 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 interviewing the people from Europe. Um, have you guys been to Europe before? I have. Um, yeah. Not Europe, no. Yeah, it's a it's and as you know, Carl, and it's it's amazing. It's just you go there and everything's just so different. Every country is so different, um, yes. and it's just things like. Yeah, like you, pretty much Australia is the 51st state of the USA. If you ever come here, you just go, oh, it's just like being at home, but everything's smaller. That's about it. Um, but going to Europe is just totally bizarre. So I love talking to people from there. And in particular, the with well, the IBA Global Europe president, he is a Slovakian who speaks Hungarian and Slovakian and Czech, obviously but has no English. But I uh, do the interviews through his son, who speaks very good English. He was educated in the US. Um, he's a great guy. So we have some fantastic talks about, um, yeah, the European scene, about how the country's all pulled together, as I said earlier, uh, and all yeah. the different events that they have uh, there in Europe. So, yeah, he's probably the most interesting guy that I, that I talk to on the radio. Yeah, I, I here's the thing about Europe, and and this is one thing I was fascinated by. But then when you think about the history of it, it all ties in. Is that they had yep. to learn to work together because they're so different. And yeah, I think it's so so it's it's so ironic that over here we're all the same, and we don't want to work together at all. So it, it it's yeah. comical to me. Is that it, it? You know, it, with with so many similarities, we find so much divisive nature. And over there, they've got yeah. wholly different cultures, and they're still trying to find that same page. And they found a way to do so. So it, it, it's basically, I, I'll bring the paper, you bring the pen, I'll bring the table, yep. and you bring the light. And everybody's going to work together to get this thing in writing. Whereas uh, we struggle. And we know exactly what everybody's thinking, and it seems like we seem to fall apart with that. So I love how you brought that out because that's pretty much how it works. You're not just dealing with different languages. You're also dealing with different cultures and all other kinds of uh, ideas and ideologies, and yet somehow, some way, things work out. And here, you know, we're we're still learning that, and we can learn a lot, but it seems like because of our – our way of thinking, we sometimes forget that there's another world going on outside of the United States. 100%. Everybody thinks their country is the center of the world. And, of course, you were born there and you've lived there your whole life. So that's a natural. And that's why travel is so – It's travel is just an education. That's, that's, that's the simplest way to explain it. Um, I love travel because it's an education. I – and the bodybuilding world has brought that to me, the natural bodybuilding world through IMBA, PMBA Global. So every year they'll have the world championships in a different country in Europe. But in 2015, they had it in Dubai. So that was fantastic. I went there. I'd never been to the Middle East before. I'd never planned to. I thought, oh, I'm going to have a look at that. And that was amazing. But, um, yeah, just the diversity of those countries. And, you know, you think of your country, you guys have two land borders, um, the southern one's probably more famous than the northern one, but um, in the media. But uh, in Australia, we have no land. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but we have no land borders here in Australia. We're an island, so uh, we're very insular. We're far more insular than you guys. We don't have any, you know, direct cultural impact, so to speak. Hmm. Well, I can't say I disagree because <laughs> I've not been to Australia and I don't live there, but I I don't know. I, I don't know. I see maybe it's just because I just really have a thing for Australia that I feel like there is more of an impact there, but I won't be labeled that point. But what I do want to talk about is I do agree that travel is very educational and, you know, Kaylin and I, 
always try to be very encouraging for American athletes to get out and travel and compete internationally if they are able to do that. But, um, you know, it's probably sounds a lot easier than what it is financials aside. So with you having visited so many different countries and competed in those countries, what are some of the tips that you can share with us that athletes considering to compete um, abroad, American athletes considering to compete abroad, I guess really anywhere, any athlete getting ready to compete in a country that's not their own, what do they need to know and take into consideration as they're getting ready to do this? Okay, well, the first and most important um, one is on the 7th of September here in Australia in Sydney is the IMBA PNBA Global World Cup, and I'm actually the promoter. So the most important thing I can okay. tell everybody is everybody jump on that aircraft and jump out here and I'll look after you. There'll be no stress. <laughs> I'll look after all of you, the whole world. Tip You're all invited. One. So. Tip number one. That's number one. Go to Australia. <laughs> So 7 September. But anyway, apart from that, um, probably, you know, and the thing is, and I've, actually, I've said to this to my children all their life, um, the world is set up to make things easy for you. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, and I really noticed this when I travelled to the USA, which is, you know, as we know, the land of litigation. Um if something's wrong and somebody can make a dollar out of it, they'll sue somebody else for it. So this is why you guys, and it's very noticeable coming from another country, this is why in the US the freeways are very well signposted, the exits are very well signposted, um, everything's very well catered for. You have you know, multitudes of people working in services. Um, and I'll just use an example. You go to Disneyland, and there's people everywhere. There's people in the car park, attendance, there's people selling things, there's people directing you here, there, and everywhere. Um, this is far, far less in Australia. It's more like, you know, you'll be right and just work it out yourself. Um, but the world, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the world, yeah. the world is set up, yeah, the world is set up to be easy and don't, and don't be frightened of uh, change and as an example, when I come to the States, I love driving in the States. And, we, and you know, it's, it's the opposite side of the road to here in Australia. We drive on the left and you guys drive on the right. So, but I've driven, when I, actually when I was younger, I, I travelled to the States uh, twice for a vacation. And I've actually been to every state except Alaska. So okay. um, I bought, yeah. So when I was a young guy, and I've always had this sort of... Um, travel bug in me I guess and, and outrageous things that I do when I was a young guy I landed in Los Angeles it was 1989 pre-internet obviously uh, I bought the LA Times uh, found a car for $600 bought it and drove it 20,000 miles around the states that was fantastic wow that was the best thing I could ever do yeah it was great so when I'm going to June uh, when I'm going to Greece in June um, you know I don't speak Greek but I'm going to hire a car and just learn it, learn it as I go. Um, and that's the best way to do things is to jump in at the deep end and you'll end up finding out that everything is much easier than you anticipate. And I wrote this on a post actually on an Ironman uh, Instagram post the other day. Um, you think, you know, most people have concerns over issues and they fret over issues and, and, and you know, really panic about upcoming events. But then, you know, maybe a year later, you look back on that event, you'll go, well, that was nothing. That was a piece of cake, and I worried for no, no reason. So yeah. instead of – it's good in hindsight to look back at that, but I have a bit of foresight now where I know nothing's going to be a problem. So if I see something come up, it actually excites me. If something's new, I get really excited about it, and I can't wait to jump into it and, and learn the process, so to speak. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the big tips for going overseas is don't be scared of anything. Um, you know, the world is set up for everybody. It's, it's set up for, you know, people who can't speak the language. Um, it's set up for the elderly. Um, you know, it's set up for pretty much everybody. It's set up for children. So, you know, as, a, as an adult who's, who's you know, fully capable and can travel, 
Um, you know, you may not speak the language, but you'll still get by. And it's 2019. It's not 1975 anymore. We have Google Translator. Uh, we have everything. So the yeah. world's far, far, far easier these days. It's it's a piece of cake. And and the temperament is not shared in this country like it is over there. So you know, we we don't have to go to so many angry faces as much. Um, one of the things that I've always been interested in is, you know, how, how other than the judging and the, and the different backgrounds, we have a guru that uh, Des and I know, and that's Ivy Potter, and she's learning uh, skin types and everything else, and she's leaps and bounds of what I was ever introduced to when I first came into uh, bodybuilding about tanning. Um, how yeah. does that work at an international show, and is it such – a, a big deal, like it is over here, where where we're, I mean, because we're we're making some groundbreaking uh, stuff happen here. What is it? What is going on with tanning over there? And is it such a big interest, or is that something that's just done in house? Actually, <clears throat> um, just recently, and it's and we have we have in Australia we have eight states and territories so you guys have 50 we have eight um i think the laws have been passed in every state here now that tanning beds are now illegal in this country um so they're totally gone so that's out yeah so that's had a huge impact well it's had a huge positive impact on spray tanners um because you know their business has gone through the roof thanks to that and, and you know other bits and pieces um but you know, with the tanning thing, it's it's once again it's an experience thing. So I've obviously been tanned 109 times, um, and primarily I do it myself most of the time. Uh, probably 90% of the time I do it myself. I used to take meticulous care about uh, tanning myself. Uh, however, now I can put a, ta- a coat of tan on with a roller. You know, the small paint rollers you would paint the frame of a door with in your house. Oh, wow. I use a small, yeah, I use a small paint roller. So seven minutes is my record for a full body coat, which is pretty good <laughs> with a long handle so I can do my back. <laughs> so I used to, I used to panic about it. And, but, you know, it's, once again, it's not a big deal. Um, so when I travel now, and I know a lot of people like to get professionally sprayed, but when I travel, I just take it all with me um, and do that. And, and and once again, in, in the natural bodybuilding world, it, it's all about, well, like anything in life, it's about experience. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people panic about booking their tan and, you know, the tanner didn't get back to them and it's an issue. And But at the end of the day, you know, you do your best, you turn up to the event, you find the tanner, he's not going to turn you away or she's not going to turn you away. They're going to tan you. You know, they, they, you know, they, want, they like your money. Um, and everything's going to work out. So it's not a huge deal. Um, but, you know, the tanners are great. So as an example, you guys have got uh, Sean John. So tanning by Sean John in the US, he, he's very high profile. Um, he's used or he's been, you know, tanning at a lot of IMBA, PMBA global events over the last few years. So, and I know Sean, he's a great guy. So he's that good. I'm going to get him. I've actually contracted him to come out to be the official tanner for the IMBA, PMBA Global World Cup here in Sydney wow. on the 7th of September. Yeah. So that, that's how highly I rate Sean. So, and I know the US team, Team USA, IMBA rate him highly as well. So um, that's good for those guys. And I know Sean's going to Greece. Uh, for the world championships, you know, pretty much exclusively for the USA team. Uh, so, yeah, so is that good? So uh, he's my preferred choice because I, I know Sean and I know he does great work um, and, and he's a good guy as well. So that's the, they're the reasons I wanted to bring him to Australia. You know, and I actually chose him over any Australian tanner. So that's how, how highly I rate mm-hmm. Sean. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So one last question about this whole competing internationally. How do you handle the posing cues when you're on stage? Do they, do you just figure out whatever the, those poses are in a given language or do they have, I mean, imagine they don't have translators because there's probably not a great deal of international competitors. 
in a given yeah, country. Yeah, at, at, yeah, at the shows that you know we use, we use uh, Europe as an example. Um, they actually there was only at at the bigger shows, so the international shows like World Championships, which are obviously overseas in Europe most of the time. Um, they will call it in English because oh, okay. most of the competitors, yeah, they will call it in English. So most of the competitors are, yeah, on the young side, I guess. So most Europeans are educated in English. Yeah, maybe not the 60 and 70-year-old guys, and there's a few of them that, that can't understand, but they've been around long enough to just know that they know the poses and they call them in the same order every time, and they can see the guy next to them posing or the girl next to them posing, so they'll just twist the same way. Um, I'd imagine India will be the same, um, but, yeah, it's not an issue. I'll just, I'll just make it up and go along if they want to speak in Hindi or whatever they're going to call. It doesn't worry me too much. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just see what the guy next to you is doing and follow along. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Uh, so what's got you most excited about the sport of natural bodybuilding these days? Um, what's exciting is the growth into new countries. That's exciting for IBA, PMBA Global. I'm very excited about that. Um, I, personally, I'm ex- I, what excites me about natural bodybuilding is enabling others to do and experience the same things I have. Um, so I love taking people on stage locally here in Australia and, over, and giving them the overseas experience. Um, I, I just like I just like bringing the joy and seeing the joy on other people's faces and, and you know experiencing the same the same joy and happiness that I have uh, around the world, you know, in natural bodybuilding and and like I said, the growth and expansion uh, of the brand. Um, yeah, just just general body bodybuilding in general, fitness in general, but in particular, you know, the growth of natural bodybuilding, obviously for the health, you know, the physical and the mental health reasons that that comes along with it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm interested to know about Dubai because I know when I went over there, uh, there was a backlash at the time against. Uh, the enhanced because they were just so out of control with it. And I was just thinking, you know, it would be so welcome to have natural athletes. I, I wasn't that familiar with the, uh, with the bodybuilding scene, but I know synthol and uh, steroid was rampant. And, and a lot of the guys <clears throat> that weren't uh, having the heart uh, problems were having the liver and kidney disease. And it's it, so, you know, there was the, the parents were doing more of an outcry and uh, and I'm talking about grown man parents where they were saying, you know, something should be done where this isn't so readily available and taking the lives of our, our, our young adults. So I'm sure, uh, just like with India, it would be uh, something that could sweep right through if it was done correctly. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. Um, and you hit the nail on the head when you said readily available. Um, as you know, in places like the Middle East, um, parts of Asia, you don't need a prescription to get steroids. Um, mm-hmm. Australia is very, very closely aligned with US laws on that. Um, we class steroids as a class one drug. So if you get caught importing that through the airport, you get the same you know, penalty as if you had a kilo of cocaine in your bag. So yeah. Um, yeah, ext- extremely harsh penalties, the same as you guys. But like you said, it's readily available there. Um, and, you know, from what I've heard, a lot of the uh, product from the Middle East is quite pure. Yeah. So you're not going to get a watered-down version. And as you know, the higher the purity of the product, the greater the results, you know, for, for benefit of growing muscle, but also, you know, the ramifications of health issues, as you said, for internal organ you know, destruction eventually. So it's quite frightening. Um, it's, as you know, Kuwait has pretty much become a hub for IFBB uh, in the Middle East and a lot of the, you know, even the American athletes going there to train um, in the oxygen gym. <laughs> Is that there. what you call it? But, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, whatever they're doing, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a bit of a holiday. Going man. to Mexico to train. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I can understand that. So, um, you know, it, it, it would be hard for natural bodybuilding to get a foothold in there, but, you know, that was probably what um, people said 30-odd years ago before IMBA Global started in the U.S. And, right. and look at it now. It's, it's natural bodybuilding is huge. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere. And it, it exactly. all starts with one person, and then it grows Iron from Man. there. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. For sure, for sure. So if I was listening correctly, you're you're getting ready to compete again next month in Greece, or are you just attending the show yeah. in Greece? No, I'll be on stage. So the 8th of June, um, that'll be my 110th INBA show, which is exciting. Um, it is exciting. And then, yeah, the hardest part's going to be staying in control for the next week after I'm at the show without eating too much because then I'm back on stage in India on July 20. So I've got to keep myself oh, in check. Man. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt. So how is your prep going? Um, just talk to us a little yeah. bit about the process. You're, you're leaning down, you're coming down off of a, a, a little bit of a weight gain there. And so, I don't know, just give us some insights on uh, what it's going to take to get Ken Ross ready for that stage. Well, it's interesting, right? And, and people who compete will, will tell you this. Every prep is different. Every prep I've done mm-hmm. has yeah. been different. Yeah, it's like some have been minorly different and some have been astronomically poles apart. Um, now, this time, I, I've, I've always been a multiple meal uh, comp prepper. So I'll eat between eight to 25 <laughs> meals a day. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've done that before, 25 meals a day for months. But anyway, so now I'm trying some fasting. Um, thanks to my good friend, Dr. Peter Chikonsky, who's also an INBA, PNBA pro. So I've been trying that, and that's working great. It's, it's interesting. Everything I try seems to work well, and I think the different approaches is extremely important because your body gets used to the same approach. Your body is extremely, extremely intelligent and extremely adaptable to anything that you, you put to it. Um, so I've hit a little bit of a, a slow point the last week and a half. I've hovered between you know, 176 to 178. Um, not an issue. I expected that to happen far earlier in the process. So I've been going 11 weeks now. Uh, about five weeks to go. So I'm just changing it up a little bit now um, and changing a few things around. But I do have the capacity to lose 10 pounds in the last week if I need to. Um, it's it's harsh. It's natural, but I did it last year for the Olympia. But I don't want to have to do that again. Um, but I, I have the capacity to do that, so... But it's exciting. I, I love it. And as you said, Desiree, I had a, a small weight gain. You're being very kind there. Um, I ate too much ice cream and I put like <laughs> 55, pounds, 55 pounds on in two months or something ridiculous. But um, I, I just had to stop. I had to go, that's it. That's enough. But, you know, in, in a weird sort of way, I actually do that on purpose. And I know that I can actually pull it back because I love I love this process so much. Um, I actually hate the off-season. That sounds crazy. That's why I've done so many shows. Uh, in 2016, I did 25 shows. Oh, my. So that was a lot of, oh. that was a lot of peak weeks. <laughs> so, that was a lot of peak uh, weeks. Yeah, that was a lot of asparagus, I can tell you. It was terrible. So, um, but yeah, but I enjoy the process, and it's, it's going well. Um, probably this time I've been far more stricter than I have in the last few years. Um, I sort of like strayed a little bit from the strictness and that actually showed in my conditioning on stage, which hasn't been the best. Um, but by the time I get to Natural Olympia this year, I'll be sitting on under 154 pounds. That's my goal. Um, and I'll, I'll do that easily. So it's exciting. It's an exciting year ahead. It's just all about 
uh, consistency and, and discipline. And that's, yeah, it's pretty simple. Now, one thing that I, I keep hearing, and especially, you know, in this area, this region in the Midwest, everybody's talking about the natural Olympia and, you know, making sure they can win a show so they can actually make it out there. But another thing they're talking about is all that's the happenstance that's going to be happening with the Ironman mag and the rollout that Denny's going to be doing for that big, bigger show. So I'm interested yeah. to know, you know, that put an extra, you know, spur in your butt to, to hit it even harder to where, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you'll be coming at your best. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. For sure. Um, it, you know, the Ironman magazine is a huge opportunity for all of us and, you know, it's not just the print version now, it's the it's the online version. So you can get a monthly subscription there. And that's super important because everybody around the world can see that now. So we have, you know, true worldwide exposure instantly through the internet. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's that is a huge incentive for me. Um I when I turned fifty, which was only uh like two years ago, I had I had four goals for that I wanted to achieve with IMBA, PMBA Global between 50 and 60. So I had 10 years for my four goals. Now, the four goals were to win a sword, um, <laughs> to become uh-huh. a PMBA pro, yeah, to, become, to become a PMBA pro, um, to win a gold Olympia medal, and to be inducted into the Hall of Fame for IMBA Global. Now I did that within the first two years, so now I've got nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> so, however, now the next thing is to get into Ironman magazine. That's my next big goal. So I needed some new goals. So, and that's definitely one of them. So I just need to come up with another three, and I've got eight years to get those four nailed down. So I'll see how I go. <laughs> I guess. Well, maybe one of those will be to get to Alaska and to compete over there. Exactly. <laughs> That's the only state yeah. you haven't been to yet in the United States. Yeah. I'm just blown away that these were your goals to hit between the ages of 50 to 60 because I know there's a lot of folks yeah. out there that are hitting their 50s and their only goal is to wonder where they're going to start to be able to uh, get their AARP discounts, which is something we have over yeah. here for <laughs> you're considered yeah. to be old. You get your free cup of coffee at every uh, McDonald's yeah. and donut shop across the U.S. But uh, I think that is fantastic. So um, my goal for the next couple of minutes is to get any parting thoughts that you have, um, motivational or otherwise for our listeners, and give you the opportunity to give some shout-outs to anyone and everyone who's been a uh, partner in crime for you in your your natural bodybuilding adventure. Awesome, thank you. Um, yeah, just some parting thoughts. Like I said, natural bodybuilding did save my life, um, and I know it has saved the life of many, 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 many people. Um, it gives a lot of people hope, uh, motivation, you know, spirit, and you know, the will to live, pretty much. And it's and in the process, you you become more healthy. You can't become like a superhuman especially when you don't eat ice cream all the off-season and you're starting to look good <laughs> and you're sitting down in your cool. <laughs> you know, you, you turn into a machine. You just, it's incredible. Like, I'm up at 3 a.m. every morning doing my thing and it's just, yeah, it's just what I do and I, and I love it. Um, you've got to love it. You've got to love anything you do in life to be good at it. You've got to love doing it. Um, like you guys with your radio show, you obviously love doing that um, because you're great at it. Um, it's been running for a long time and, and, and everybody listens to it. So as you know, you've got to love that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, if you, and anything in life, if you put your mind to something, you can do it. Um, and my motto is if it's been done before, you can do it better. Um, you know, nothing, don't be daunted or, you know, or scared of anything. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to be the first person on Mars. That's going to be, that'd be great. But the problem is I'm probably a bit old. They're probably not going to pick me. So that's probably going to happen in about 20 years. And they go, oh, you're too old. God. So you haven't oh, won no, enough Elon swords Musk. yet. Elon Musk, he's doing <laughs> some good it. stuff. 
<laughs> I'd love to go to Mars. That'd be fantastic. But yeah, don't be afraid of anything. Um, don't let age stop you doing anything. That's an excuse. Um, if you look after yourself and look after your body mentally and physically, age is irrelevant. Um, you can keep going. So my goal is to get to 100. So in 48 years, when I get there, we need to do another interview. Which we yes. I'll tell you about my <laughs> tell you about my twenty thousandth show that I've done. Because <laughs> you know in, we'll in be Antarctica. a good ninety something by then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fantastic. All right, and just some final shout outs. Um, uh, big shout out to Mr. Denny Kakos, IMBA PNBA Global World President. Uh, his wife Diana and his daughter Denise and son Jason and daughter-in-law Christy. Uh, fantastic people. They always look after me when I travel to the States. So a huge shout-out to those guys. A big shout-out to Dr. Peter Jakonski, who has been um, giving me some great advice of late, and he's a very knowledgeable and accessible man. Uh, of course, Mr. Eric Lipton, only because I know he's listening. No, joking. You're a great man, Eric. I <laughs> uh, love you. You're a good guy. Um, when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the next day he's contacted me, Eric, and he said I'd yeah, with your permission, I'd love to be the man that talks about you on stage. And I went, thank you. That's fantastic. He was the first to put his hand up uh, for that. He's a great guy. He does so much uh, good stuff for the IMBA, PNBA Global. Uh, a big shout-out to my uh, team, Team Flex R6, which is a truly global 24-7 online competition preparation team, which is a shameless self-plug for me. Um, my radio <laughs> <Good>. station, <laughs> Global Fitness Radio, uh, every Wednesday night here in Australia. Um, a shout-out to oh, – I've got another job too. I'm also a sales representative for Bioflex Nutrition here in Australia. So big shout-out to those guys because I actually work for them as well. Um, a big shout-out to Ironman Magazine for allowing me to – have an article in the very, very first edition. That made me very, very proud, and I was very honoured. Yeah, that was great. I was very honoured to, to do that. Um, and, of course, a uh, big shout-out to you guys for having me on P4P. It's been exciting. Thank you. All right. Well, I have to shout-out to you for being on here. Yeah, that is some real talk. And just thanks so much for taking the time your resources, all that stuff to share with us. And, uh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and, and uh, being an ambassador for natural bodybuilding. So we wish you all the best. We'll be watching for that picture of all of those flags. And also, we want to be seeing those pictures of you on that stage in Greece. So please do keep us up posted because now you've got the P4P Real Talk listener land out there cheering for you as well. So get her done. And no ice cream until <laughs> after Indian. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know I'm the world's worst spammer on social media, so your feed is going to be clogged. All right, all right. I hope uh, so. So on behalf thanks, of guys. Ken Ross and uh, Snickerdoodle Ice Cream, if it were a thing, but, you know, we're getting that shout-out in there too. <laughs> the boys from P4P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Well, it's negative.